How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news update for Friday, January the 22nd. Got plenty to talk about here today. Let's jump right in, because we're going to start things off with Resident Evil. So Capcom held a Resident Evil showcase today that gave a whole bunch of news about the franchise. Most notably, they announced that the newest mainline entry, Resident Evil Village, is going to be releasing on all platforms on May the 7th. So if you're interested in the gameplay, feel free to watch the footage from that showcase. Or you can also try out a demo of the game that is now available only on the PlayStation 5. That might be a timed exclusive, but I'm not sure. Interestingly, it looks like the inventory system is actually a throwback to Resident Evil 4, where you have to fit things in like Tetris. The other big announcement from the showcase is that there is going to be a new multiplayer shooter called Resident Evil Reverse, which is R-E colon verse. So this is a PvP third-person shooter with teams of four to six in a deathmatch, and you play as a number of different characters throughout the franchise, all of whom have their own unique abilities. The visual style is quite interesting. It looks like they went for like a comic book art style. It's pretty unique to the franchise. And anybody who owns Resident Evil Village is going to be able to play this game for free. Dead by Daylight has gotten themselves in some hot water. So if you don't know, for years there has been this major issue with the game regarding accessibility, which is that they don't have much in the way of accessibility. And this has come most prominently with the lack of any colorblind options. Well, last week this all kind of came to a head when somebody who works at the studio, they call him Almo, He's the lead balance designer. He was streaming on a, on a personal Twitch stream, and he said this. I'm actually going to play the audio clip for you here. All right, JC, it's getting really boring just blabbing about colorblind mode all the time. We've heard it a million times. We know. Continuing to, to badger us about it isn't going to change anything. If it gets done, it'll get done when, we'll, when we have time to do it, or if somebody decides that it's something should, that should be done. You know, we, we know that a lot of players want it. We know it's not a small number. We get it. So, some pretty harsh words there, and people justifiably got a little upset about it. The clip went viral on Twitter, and in response, the official Twitter account of the game has now announced that they are uh, adding a mode for colorblind users, which they've apparently been working on for some time. Who knows if that's true. Uh, but either way... Props to them for actually adding it to the game, I guess. And hopefully they will address even more concerns moving forward. Publisher and developer Team 17, you'll know them for the Worms series, have fully acquired the rights to the game Golf With Your Friends. And they were actually the publisher of this game on its original early access release in 2016 and then the official release last year. The developers of the game, Blacklight Interactive, are going to be receiving an upfront payment of £9 million, followed by another 3 million within one year. So 12 million total. Now, if you don't know, Golf With Your Friends became a fairly popular mini-golf game. It was one of the bigger ones uh, during a, a swath of releases. And, you know, it's pretty well known for its larger-than-life level design, pretty chaotic. They've got some pretty wacky mechanics, like the option to turn your ball into a cube, or to put it, like, into a basketball hoop instead of a hole, things like that. Anyway, looking forward, Team 17 is going to be exploring additional DLC for the game, as well as a potential sequel, which is pretty exciting. I think it'll be nice to see this game with some more investment behind it. It's found a lot of success, and I know a lot of people have found a lot of happiness being able to play it with their friends, so. Sea of Thieves is launching its first Battle Pass next week, which means that they are also beginning with Season 1 of the game, which is weird to think about because it released in 2017. 
Nonetheless, this is also going to signify a change in content releases. So they used to release content every month. Now it's going to be every three months in order to correspond with the battle pass. It's pretty interesting. It looks like they created the pass in order to point players kind of in a clearer direction, give them more stuff to work towards some kind of progression. And the first one is going to bring up a new voyage type, some new events, and of course, new cosmetics, as always. Super happy for that game. I know it's doing really well right now. All right, folks, that's the news for today, as well as this week. We're taking a break from the news this weekend, and I figured, what the heck, let's do a mailbag. We haven't done one in a while. So today, I'm going to ask you, what is the best video game trilogy? We were talking recently about the release of Hitman 3. Some people are saying maybe the best video game trilogy of all time. But I bet there's, uh, I bet there's some competitors there, so I want to get your input. And, you know, if you can't think of a trilogy, you can also just kind of throw a franchise at me if you want. But what I'm looking for here is a specific number of releases that are all individually high quality. Or maybe there's a certain arc of games that works really well across a certain number of games. Anything like that. If you would like to share your answer, please go to the mailbag channel of the Discord server, and I will read out some of the responses on the show this weekend. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. So I told you a few days ago, or was it yesterday? I don't remember. Uh, I wanted to try and force myself to play some more games, right? Like I've been doing a lot of binging of Survivor, and then I was just playing a lot of Legends of Runeterra, and I was like, okay, I'm getting a little... I mean, I was having a good time, but I want to play some more games. So I busted out the trusty old Xbox Game Pass, took a look at what was on there, what I had on my to-play list, and I downloaded three different games. Because, uh, first of all, something that I found is that when I try too hard to stick with one game, it just doesn't work out. Like, I think the reason I stopped playing Spiritfarer was because it was the only game I was playing. So I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to take this blanket approach now of, like, diversifying the games that I have all going at the- all at once. And maybe that'll help me uh, at least finish one. Anyway, so I downloaded Streets of Rage 4, of course, a, a classic side-scrolling beat-em-up. And, I-, I mean, I downloaded that one without the intention of finishing it. I pretty much just wanted to play the first couple of the levels, and then stop playing. Because I know that these games like this are not going to hold my attention. But, uh, you know, I had a pretty good time. It was pretty entertaining. Nice hand-drawn art style. Simple controls to understand. I could see a lot of replayability there, for sure, if you're if it's your kind of game. I also downloaded Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is in the Game Pass thanks to the partnership with EA. Because when I was younger, I was a huge fan of the first Mirror's Edge. I played it a ton. And then it went away for a while, and then Catalyst came out, and I never really paid attention to it. I think the reviews didn't think about it all that highly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm playing the first hour or so, and it, it, it's been a good time. Movement feels pretty fluid, they upgraded the combat system. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. I played the first game, like, multiple times over, so I could see myself finishing this one, if it's, if it's similar. And then what else was there? Oh, yeah, I, I downloaded a game called CrossCode. You may have heard of it, it's, it's you know, if you're into the indie scene... It's popped up a few times. And it was an early access for a really long time, which isn't common for games like this. It's a it's an action RPG, but the the concept is that you are somebody who is stuck in an MMO. So you're playing a video game about someone who's stuck in a video game. And I've basically just played the tutorial. According to how long to beat, it's going to take like somewhere between 30 and 40 hours to play. So again, uh, probably not a game I'm going to be able to finish if I'm just being real with myself. But it does feel very good to play, like... The controls are very tight. 
Looks like there's lots of different ways to play with branching skill trees and stuff like that. I'm interested. I'll keep you updated. So anyway, there there you go. There's my, my gaming update. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget your mailbag. And until next time, farewell. <laughs>